Hey, y'all, and welcome to today's episode where I am diving into my pregnancies and the differences in the pregnancies that I've had and what I have been doing differently, but also what I have been doing the same in this third pregnancy that I am in right now and breaking down what that looks like for health and for fitness. And so if you are interested to see as a, I am a prenatal and postpartum corrective exercise specialist, how I'm doing things differently for my third one. This is the episode to listen to. I can't wait to share what I have learned through all of these and specifically when it comes to my workouts and my nutrition and my eating. I will see y'all in there. You are listening to the Move Your Body Differently podcast, where we talk about how your theology of God affects your wellness journey. I'm Shayla Darty, a Jesus follower, wife, mama, and owner of SD Fitwell. I know staying healthy and fit can often feel like an obligation and can leave you feeling defeated, anxious, and maybe in an endless cycle of losing and gaining weight and wondering why in the world you just can't get it right. And that's why I'm on a mission to see generations of women take back their health and fitness from the enemy and instead honor God with their bodies by exercising and eating healthy because we get to not because we have to. For too long as women, we've been held captive by a never reaching standard of body beauty, and it is time to break free. By seeing your wellness through the lens of the gospel, you can be empowered with boldness, more confident in the gifts God has given you, and increase your mental and physical capacity so you can be more present to those around you. If you're ready to feel free from the weight of your current health and fitness regimen, then keep listening. I can't wait to share with you how the gospel shapes our fitness and health journeys. Listen while you work out, drive in the car, or while your kids run around crazy, but go ahead and invite Jesus into your wellness journey and let's see how he changes our hearts together. Hey, Fit Family, and welcome back to the Move Your Body Differently podcast. Today, I am breaking down things I have done differently this pregnancy. I am currently pregnant with my third, and there are a few things that I have done differently during this pregnancy than my two previous ones, which has been really interesting to see because I am prenatal and postpartum certified and in both fitness and nutrition, and I got that before I was pregnant with my first. And so I really tried to utilize that knowledge well in my first pregnancy and also in my second and also in my third as well. But with with each one, obviously, you learn more and more. You have different experiences and every pregnancy is just different. And so just to give you a little recap about my former pregnancies. So my first one was with my son Everett and I was not sick at all. I felt great. He was a mover and a groover from pretty early on. I could feel him and I really tried. I was like super health conscious, all the do not eat list foods. I was not, you know, eating it, coffee, not doing coffee, caffeine, which one of the first signs that I know that I'm pregnant is when coffee tastes funny. It has happened with all three of mine. Uh, when coffee started tasting gross to me, uh, I, I, it, it, that's what initiated it with my son. I didn't realize it at the time, but with my first one, that was the first symptom I had was just coffee. I couldn't finish my cup of coffee, coffee in the morning, which is pretty rare for me. And well, not now as a mom because <laughs> uh, I'm reheating it all the time. But 
it was pretty rare for me to not finish my cup of coffee while I was doing my Bible study or devotional time or whatever in the mornings. And so that was the first tell. And then I also had that tell with Hadley. And then now this third one, that was my first tell for for all of them. And so first pregnancy, I was very much uh, following all the rules, doing all the things, which I don't think is a bad thing whatsoever. I appreciate that they have things out there that want to keep us, that they have regulations, so to speak, out there that want to keep us safe and keep us fueled and doing well during our pregnancies. And so I wanted to follow all of those. And I was also exercising quite regularly with my first and honestly had a really great pregnancy. Labor, not so much. Uh, and postpartum was a struggle with both of uh, of my kids. I have struggled postpartum with anxiety and depression and it has been a whirl, a whirlwind postpartum, but pregnancies, I've always had really great pregnancies. And so with Everett, my first, that was honestly pretty smooth sailing. Not a whole lot happened. Blood work always came back good. He came a little bit early. He was around 38 weeks. I was exercising up until the week before I gave birth to him and I was exercising like three to four days a week still and uh, weight training and doing those types of things. And toward the maybe when I was like 36, 37 weeks, I started using bands, uh, I guess around maybe 35 or 36 weeks. I started using some bands instead of using dumbbells for everything just to kind of, you know, give my body a little bit of a break. But then he came a little bit early. So uh, that was my first pregnancy. My second one, I was sick. And I had nausea and morning sickness, which was really all day sickness for me. And until I shifted my prenatal vitamins to the nighttime, I don't know what it was, but that was magic for me. I just started taking my prenatal vitamins at night. And within a couple of days of doing that, I was no longer nauseated. And it's not like I was moving from my second to my or my first from to my second trimester at that time. I was still, I was nauseated pretty early on when we found out that I was pregnant. We found out around four or five weeks and I was nauseated for a good four or five weeks before I shifted my prenatal. So it was like eight, nine weeks. And that's usually when it ramps up even more for people who have nausea. And so I switched my prenatals tonight and it was magic. And I started feeling so much better at that point. And with my, when I was pregnant with my second, there was a lot going on in that we were house hunting and that was when COVID was really big because I got pregnant with my second in fall of 2020. And so in spring of 2021 is when we moved into our new house. Before that, we all had COVID. So I had COVID while I was pregnant and that was fun. And then we also found out that I had something called placenta previa. And if you've never heard of that before, I'm just going to give like a brief overview of what it is. But uh, my placenta was completely covering my cervix. And so that meant that my she could not come out normally because there was no way for her to come out. But they did say that as my uterus would grow, that it could potentially, uh, depending on where it, quote unquote, implanted, I'm using a lot of like pregnancy terms here. So be careful if you have kids around, but it, where it implanted, it could potentially move up as my belly was growing. And, but that was around 20 weeks, 18 to 20 weeks. I found that out and that meant that it limited my ability to exercise 
because I uh, we had to be careful that I wasn't putting too much pressure on my pelvic floor at that time. And my it did end up resolving, but not until I was 36 weeks pregnant. And so that was a good 14 weeks. That exercise was not normal. I was unsure of what to do. I, of course, trusted my own body to do what felt okay, but it was also a little scary because there's just not a lot of information. And they were just like, be careful and trust yourself. You're a postpartum, prenatal postpartum coach. Like, you know, don't push yourself too hard. And I was like, well, that's great, you know, because I could end up in the hospital if I do something wrong. And so I was honestly a little bit scared. I was also tired. We had had COVID. We moved into a new house. And so during that pregnancy, I really didn't exercise as much as I usually do. Food-wise, I still tried to keep pretty good food boundaries. With my first, I was very, very uh, specific macro-wise. At that point, I was still kind of macro counting and, and, and using the hand method, which is what I use now the, um, that I teach all of my clients. But I was really, really wanted to hone in on that and make sure I wasn't overeating but still fueling myself and my body well and I remember with my first one my midwives I had mid I have had midwives um for two of my pregnancies and they were like you just need to eat more and I mean I was gaining weight but uh, I was gaining weight at regular intervals but just with my levels of tiredness I also had an iron deficiency with my first one I also had an iron deficiency with my first one and so they were like, you just need to to eat more. And so with my second one, everything was good, but uh, weight gain was steady. But because I wasn't moving as much, because I was nauseated in that first trimester for four to six weeks, and then I wasn't able to move as much or just was scared to move as much uh, with my daughter, my second pregnancy because of the previa, the placenta previa, I wasn't exercising as much. And so I did gain a little bit more weight with her. For the most part, I've had, besides those incidences, I've had pretty good pregnancies. This third one has totally thrown me for a little bit of a loop. In both pregnancies too, I struggled with hip issues with uh, my firstborn, my son. I was around, I was around six months when I could totally feel something shifted in my hips. And at that point, I started going to the chiropractor. With my daughter, I didn't start going until I was probably 34 weeks, which I really should have started going sooner. But because I hadn't been exercising as much and moving as much, I didn't feel like it was necessary. However, I really should have started doing that sooner. And so with this third one, lots of differences in that. And I'm going to kind of lay them all out to of just exercise. So what I'm doing differently in my first pregnancy, I wrote a prenatal program for women. I wrote it while I was pregnant and I did that those workouts while I was pregnant. In my second one, I did some of those workouts, not all of them, but I did revisit them and I did them. I scaled them to what I needed to scale them to. And that meant, you know, doing some things to a chair instead of sanding and not bending as much and a bunch of different things. This third one, I have pulled it out again and I have used that during my third pregnancy. And I was nauseated to begin with during this third pregnancy, and but it felt a little bit different. And I think there are some uh, deficiencies that I do have that they don't test for 
in your normal prenatal blood work like vitamin D in some other areas. And so that to say, I feel like that has caused this this third pregnancy to be a little bit different, but that has also helped me to change things. And so with this third one, I am, by the time this comes out, I have just started some vitamin D supplements to help alongside of my prenatals and my juice plus. And because vitamin D, I mean, there's been studies shown to that, I mean, it affects a lot of different things, but it affects a lot of different things in your body too. But also uh, postpartum, it really can, if you're, if you have a vitamin D deficiency, it can also affect your postpartum anxiety and depression. And they mentioned that to me in my first pregnancy, but I didn't really do anything about it. And then in my second one, I was just tired. And so I didn't really ask about it, didn't talk about it and uh, didn't, you know, go forward with utilizing anything. But this third one, I've been very intentional about just having a healthy body and reminding myself that I get to move and using and adapting this program that I wrote in my very first uh, in my very first pregnancy and uh, also writing it for the public. So it is in my SD Fitwell app and it can be purchased separately. Or if you are a VIP member, then you get automatic access, access to it. It's called Strong Like a Mother. And it is a strength training program, but there are also cardio workouts in there as well. And there's warm-ups with stretching. And I will say, exercise-wise, I have been more intentional with stretching this time around. And I'm going to highlight the three, four main differences with this pregnancy than previous ones is adding in more stretching and Pilates type movements. Uh, That's the first one. Going to the chiropractor before I got pregnant. uh, That is the second one. Doing more walking is the third one. And then taking the extra vitamin D supplements is the fourth one. Uh, And I guess the fifth one would actually be pelvic floor. So I say when I stretch too, my pelvic floor work has been different this pregnancy, which in my prenatal and postpartum certification, I teach women how to utilize what we call the core belly breathing. And that's engaging your core while you're exercising, learning how to engage it properly, including which includes all of your abdominal muscles. It's good whether you're prenatal, whether you're pregnant or not. Um, It's good for incorporating all of your abdominal muscles into your exercises that you're doing, no matter what type of exercise you're doing. But then also learning how to incorporate your pelvic floor into that for good pelvic floor health how to strengthen your pelvic floor, and then also how to relax your pelvic floor. So with my first two pregnancies, I did this core belly breathing, and I felt when I, in postpartum, I healed quite nicely. Of course, everybody gets diastasis when they're pregnant because your abs are separating. But uh, in diastasis, if you don't know what that is, that is a separation of your abs that lingers where it's uncontrollable. You may see coning or you may see a dip in your abdominal muscles as you're exercising, and that's creating a bigger chasm, so to speak, between your rectus abdominis muscles, rectus abdominal muscles. And so recovery postpartum has been fairly good for me for my abdominal muscles because I have practiced this core belly breathing throughout my pregnancies. And so, but with this third one, one thing that I didn't pay attention to in my first two was once I hit my third trimester, Instead of working on tightening my pelvic floor in these movements, I continue to relax my pelvic floor. So that is one thing. I I probably have an overtight pelvic floor because of the amount of exercise that I do, the amount of weight that I use. And so I've been very intentional in this third one. Once I hit my third trimester, 
to, instead of relaxing and then tightening the pelvic floor, I am consciously trying to relax the pelvic floor more to help with uh, recovery as well. And also with labor because I have had harder labors due to tightness. And so it's been, they have been long. And so I'm hoping by using this that that will help. And I'll keep you guys posted that that will help uh, with labor and the relaxation during contractions and all those things. So that has been the biggest thing has been taking a vitamin D supplement. Those, some of those things have been the biggest things. Taking a vitamin D supplement, going to the chiropractor as soon. I was able, I had started going before I got pregnant, actually. But if I were you, I would start going as soon as I found out I was pregnant because it is really helpful for uh, alignment and all of those things. And it's been so, so helpful during this pregnancy. And then taking the vitamin D supplement that, and not all supplements are created equal. Uh, I have another episode on that that uh, is coming out, but taking extra vitamin D to help with my hormone levels. And that's something I've already talked about with my midwives. And this third one is just hormones and what that looks like postpartum. And even they suggested vitamin D. And so taking vitamin D. I've also been doing more walking. We bought a desk treadmill early on in this my third pregnancy so that I could do some indoor walking because we live in Florida. The summers are hot, hot, hot. And our summer this last year in 2023 was very, very hot. And so, so thankful for that. And I have been doing practicing more walking than I did in my second pregnancy. Walking feels good. It's helpful. It helps me wind down for the night too. So I'm usually walking after I put the kids down. I'll just walk for 10 or 15 minutes and listen to something like listen to an audiobook or just not listen to anything and just let my mind wander or dream or uh, just think about things. And so walking has been another thing that has been very, very helpful. I feel like having been through three very different pregnancies, it's it can be really easy to just think, well, you know, it doesn't matter what I'm going to do, you know, because X, Y, Z will happen or whatever. But the truth is like, because every pregnancy has been so different, I've appreciated that because it has given me the opportunity. And yes, it is an opportunity to ebb and flow and adapt and really listen and, and learn to listen to my body in various seasons of life, but also know that no matter how small I'm working out, if I get in one workout a week or I get in all three, I strive for three workouts a week during this pregnancy. With my first one, I was doing you know three to four, mostly four. Second one, it was super hit or miss because I just wasn't sure and I was scared. And then this third one, I've tried to remain pretty consistent in between one to three workouts a week and just doing what feels good for my body. And that also means that sometimes I get into the workout and I'm like, I don't want to do this many reps or I don't want to do this many sets of this exercise. And so I don't. I, I scale it and I do what feels good for my body. And that feels good. And it's very empowering when you can walk through different seasons of life, like not just pregnancy or postpartum, but just we're all going to go through different seasons of life and it can be very empowering to know our bodies well enough to adapt and give ourselves grace for that as well. And that leads me into the final thing that I have been doing differently with this third one is just a lot of mindset work. And 
with two pretty crazy labors and two pretty crazy breastfeeding journeys that just didn't match up to what I had envisioned for myself. Um, it can be really easy to have mom guilt or falling into a trap of wanting to push harder or try harder or prove to myself, which isn't biblical, by the way, trying to prove things to yourself um, because life isn't about us. It's, it's about the Lord and serving him. And so, you know, but I fall into that and I can very easily fall into that mindset of trying to prove to myself that I can do X, Y, and Z. But I've been very intentional this pregnancy, praying for surrender and um, just even in the not knowing of how the labor or the postpartum experience will go, that no matter what happens, and we can easily say this, and this is the thing, I, I said this with my second, like, no matter what happens, like, having a healthy baby is great. And that's, you know, what at the end of the day, that's what we desire. You know, no matter how they come into the world or how they are fed, even though we have our ideals or our dreams uh, and our, you know, we want to stick with that. But really the Lord has been breaking down so many walls in my mind and so many, so many beliefs I had, limiting beliefs, but also beliefs I had about myself and quantifying how I work with how, you know, how enough I am in the Lord or how enough I am to others. And, you know, really, really thinking that what I do is my identity and how I perform in labor or whatever, you know, attributes to that identity or postpartum or whatever. And the Lord has really been in this third one, particularly. It's easy to say that. It's not as easy to walk through and actually allow the Lord to break down walls and break you in ways that uh, he needs you broken so that no matter what happens, you, I can be grateful and I can be appreciative of what the Lord is doing in my life, no matter the outcome of it. And, you know, and particularly, I feel like pregnancy and labor and postpartum can be very, very personal for women. And that can be a very big avenue and has been a very big avenue for me before for Satan to get a foothold and for me to be believing lies, uh, not only about myself, but about the Lord in that. And so I have been walking with the Lord through this third one and being very intentional and praying over mindset and rooting out whatever in my heart that doesn't need to be there. And not just so that I can have a great labor or postpartum experience, but that I can be satisfied and content no matter the outcome. No matter what it looks like, if it ends up being a C-section or natural or whatever, it can be really hard to come to terms with letting something go like a natural birth or, you know, whatever the goal is for the birth, for the postpartum, all the things. It can be really hard to let that go and just be in the moment and be content and satisfied with the Lord. And that's in any area of our life. But I feel like pregnancy and postpartum gives us that, I think even more so that that's very personal and is a very, is, is an open door for attacks from Satan. And so I've been very intentional about guarding my heart, guarding my mind, just asking the Lord to keep uprooting things that need to be uprooted during this time. And of course, he's going to always answer those when you ask for that. And so those are just some of the several things that I'm doing differently during this third one. But the biggest takeaway I would say from this episode, even if you aren't pregnant or you aren't postpartum, is just that being able to listen to your body and ebb and flow with the changing seasons of life and feel gracious about that, but still continue in your health and your fitness journey is so big. 
You know, like even for me, if I'm not getting in all of my workouts every week that I want to get in, I'm not guilting myself. I'm not feeling like a failure. I'm not quitting. I'm not stopping. I'm not pressing pause. I'm not, you know, thinking, oh, I'll I'll start back after the baby's born. Once I'm six weeks postpartum, I'll buy a new program. No, I'm continuing on even in the hard things. And that's the thing. Even when life changes and it ebbs and it flows because it is going to change, when we can become women who can appreciate the small things, even one workout a week, and do that and find joy in it and know that it was a get to, not a have to. Maybe it felt like a have to in the moment, but knowing that we can be consistent in our health and our fitness journey no matter what life throws at us, that makes the biggest difference. No matter if you're prenatal or postpartum, wherever you are, that's the big takeaway is that you can stay consistent no matter what season of life you are in. And I have seen that through several different pregnancies and just also in different seasons of life moving. We, I, over the last 10 years, I have moved, I have moved nine times in 10 years. And, and that's a lot. That's, that's a, and I lived somewhere for two years. And at this point, we've almost lived another place for two years. So imagine that, you know, nine times in 10 years, having lived two different places for two years each, you know, that's a lot. But being able to stay consistent through that, no matter what's going on with your kids, no matter, you know, what's going on in your family's lives, that is what, what builds the healthy lifestyle life long. And it's, in being able to celebrate and enjoy small, manageable bite-sized pieces. And that's hard for a lot of us as women because we want to go all in and we want to be perfect and we want to do all the things, but that's not sustainable and it's not meant to be sustainable. And so we have to take a step back and really start evaluating, okay, what, what can I do to remain consistent? Not what can I do to get the goal? What can I do to remain consistent? and fuel this body well for life, not just for this external outcome. And so those are just some of the things I've done differently during this pregnancy. And we will see come postpartum what happens and if any of it helped. If it didn't, that's fine. But at least I'm willing to experiment and try and try new things and see uh, what's, what's going to work best for myself emotionally, physically, mentally, and spiritually during every different season of life. Until next time, FitFam. Hey, Fit Fam! it's a blessing to be in this journey with you. The best thing you can do after listening to this podcast is to leave a written review so that other mamas can see the value in their health and fitness journey through the lens of the gospel. Be sure to tap subscribe so you get notified when a new episode airs. I am the most personal, personal trainer out there. My clients, app subscribers, and podcast listeners really do become my good friends. So if we haven't already, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram at SDFitWell. Shoot me a DM and let's start a conversation. I truly want to see the Lord work in your wellness journey and be in it with you. I'm so grateful you've listened. Let's get comfortable being uncomfortable. And I can't wait to chat with you in the next episode.